to try Derby Mattress. Their heavy-duty mattress made by Sutherland holds up to 1,100 pounds from a company that's been around for well over 100 years. Also, there's a latex mattress that you can buy now and not have to replace for decades. Thing I love about Derby Mattress, their everyday prices beat the sale prices of the big box stores. That's Derby Mattress, 105 South Baltimore and Derby, or online at derbymattress.com. Entrepreneurs Wanted. With over 25 years as a commercial real estate leader in Wichita, Occidental Management is proud to support entrepreneurs in the markets we live and work. Many of our tenants are startups, and they help drive the growth of the Wichita business community. The company culture at Occidental Management is one that celebrates entrepreneurship. We are committed to engaging with startup businesses to support their growth. At Occidental Management, our philosophy is to be a business partner with our tenants. To learn more, visit OCCMGMT.com or call 316 260 I'm Christine Lisi. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Cardinals have hired former Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. He inherits an Arizona team set for an overhaul with 31 players expected to become unrestricted free agents. Also leaving Philadelphia, offensive coordinator Shane Steichen introduced today as the Colts' new head coach. He's got a reputation for getting significant production out of his quarterbacks like Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts, something Indy's been searching for for a very long time. Colts are expected to take the four, use the fourth overall pick in the upcoming draft on one of the top QBs available, and ESPN's Marcus Spears has a suggestion who Indy should take. If I'm the Indianapolis coach and I can't get Bryce Young because I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft, I think he'll be going off the board first uh, to Houston. Beyond that, I think C.J. Stroud is the guy that I would feel more comfortable with building around, and Shane Steichen, to Mina's point, who tailored his offense to Jalen Hurts, I think he will have a lot to work with with C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. NHL Alex Ovechkin will be away from the Capitals for family reasons for at least the rest of this week. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15 had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of the home of our hero. Heroin stay back, this is dope on a needle. Do it for the people with an anchor man ego. Sex Panther Cologne and a Speedo coming live from Every day I have to. It's kamikaze blowing up cities you can't come back to. Do all of they don't, I paid mad dues. I just want the world to feel me like a mass who's taking two. What's up, Wichita? Good Tuesday afternoon to you all. Hope you're having a terrific day. It is raining right now here in downtown Wichita at a Riverfront Stadium Studios. But we're indoors, and we're certainly excited to bring you some awesome stuff over the course of the next couple hours here on The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We are also streaming online at ESPNWichita.com. You can stream us on the TuneIn app on your smartphone, and you can also find us on your favorite smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to tune in to ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. 
I'm Pat Stropman. Producing, as always, is the terrific Jack Johnson. You can give us a call at 316-669-4996. 316-669-4996. Text line is active as well. 316-247-0923. 316-247-0923. Just got this text. It was nice and sunny at lunch. Now it's raining? Yes. It wasn't really that sunny when I was driving out this way. I was at Wichita State for the weekly Isaac Brown press conference, which you'll hear tomorrow on the show, brought to you by Wooshock Wheat, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company. And when I was driving this way, it wasn't really all that sunny. It was pretty cloudy. So I think storms, they continue to roll through, although when I say storms, they're not really storms. It's just some moisture, and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of moisture. We'll take that. I got to say, when I went back to Kansas City from Phoenix, it was a little strange to get picked up in a car and then go to my buddy's house and there's snow on the ground. It really threw me off. I didn't realize there was snow over there in Kansas City. Nothing here in Wichita, though, but we'll take the moisture. That's for darn sure. You can tweet at us, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strathman, Johnny J underscore 15, Facebook message, ESPN Wichita 92.3, but we also accept those text messages. Throw them our way, 316-247-0923. Your show lineup today, we are stacked. Coming up at 225, we'll be joined by Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. Sorry to those diehard Matt Derrick listeners. Last week, we didn't have a chance to get him on the program, and he was cool with it. He was awesome. Because I felt so bad. He was going to be at Radio Row on Friday, and he was going to be a part of the show. And then we got Kevin Harlan, and then we got a few other people as well. So it's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm pretty bugged. But he's cool. So we'll talk to Matt Derrick. We'll recap Super Bowl 57 with him. After that, we'll get into some NFL news. A couple different things popping up, so we'll dive into those here shortly. In hour number two, college basketball galore. At 302, we'll be joined by Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle. He's brought to you by You Build It. Taylor Eldridge witnessing the Wichita State win in double overtime on Sunday. We will revisit that, and we will also take a look at the games coming up this week. A big game against Temple is just around the corner. So we will visit with Taylor coming up in the second hour at 325 maybe 320 so when i was in phoenix super bowl 57 radio Row, when i was out there you never know who you're going to run into so you walk around you keep walking and you just hope to see someone i noticed this very tall individual who was walking around outside of the main area and i looked at his face and i'm thinking that looks like former KU big man, Landon Lucas. So I get up out of my seat, and I walk over, and sure enough, he's wearing a quarter zip with a Jayhawk on it, the one of the more old-school Jayhawks, the 1912 Jayhawk. And I thought to myself, oh, man, i got to get him to sit on down and talk KU basketball. So we did. We sat down. We talked KU hoops. And i got to say, it was an awesome conversation. It was a terrific conversation with Landon Lucas. 
So we will play that interview with Lena Lucas coming up in the second hour. I think he's terrific. He's very well spoken. Hope that we can have him on on a regular basis. The dude knows basketball. Absolutely, he does. So Landon Lucas, he'll talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. We did it on Friday. We had a little clip on our social media page on uh, on Facebook at ESPN Wichita 92.3. His interview was awesome. So we will play that at 3.20 or so. And then after that, a take-two Tuesday with Jack Johnson. That is our lineup card for today. It's February 14th, 2023. We appreciate you joining us here on the show. I wanted to start with this. It's one of those weird things to where after the Super Bowl happens, you're like, well, I guess you can't talk football. There's no more NFL talk. Why do you need to talk any any football talk? It's over. Chiefs won it. That's it. But yesterday during the show when we were talking, we did all sorts of stuff. We obviously broke down the game and gave you our thoughts on Super Bowl 57. You heard from Patrick Mahomes. You heard from Travis Kelsey. And we did our best body shot, best of the week, surrounding the Kansas City Chiefs and really the Philadelphia Eagles, too. We talked about the best performances in the game. And then we turned the corner in hour number two with Walnut River Brewing Company. And then we talked basketball. And then back to Super Bowl 57 Radio Row. We didn't really have a chance to get into some of these other topics. And I'm sure you want to hear about these topics. And we'll kind of sprinkle them over the course of the next couple days. I want to call this Super Bowl leftovers. Because as much as we want to sit here and celebrate and buy all the gear in the world, celebrating another world championship, you do have to take a look at the future for the Kansas City Chiefs. And speaking of the future, what's it going to look like for Kansas City going forward with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid? And I just want to bring this up. And, Jack, obviously we want to, I want to get your thoughts here. But, you know, hey, if you're listening to this and you have thoughts on the situation, text us at 316-247-0923. Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. So, Andy Reid, there were rumors flying out over the place leading into the Super Bowl saying that this could be Andy Reid's final one. Andy Reid could be done after winning the Super Bowl. And I thought to myself, okay, people are actually buying this, huh? They actually think Andy Reid very well could be done after winning another Super Bowl. And then he was asked about it, and Andy Reid said, I I think I'm pretty good right where I'm at. But you do have to start wondering, when will Andy Reid officially call it done? How many more years do you think it's going to be until Andy Reid officially steps away? So... I want to open up with that, and then we also have to work in Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey is not getting any younger. Travis Kelsey has done so much for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's on the wrong side of 30. He's 33 years old, going to be 34. You have to wonder how many more years does Travis Kelsey have. And not to mention, Travis Kelsey, if you were listening to the show yesterday, you would have heard – just how emotional he was talking about this year, saying it was the happiest year of his life. And then, you know, down the stretch, I think people were kind of hinting at, well, how many more years you got? You coming back? And Travis Kelsey basically said that he's going to sit back and really enjoy this one because I think he knows 
before too long, he's he's going to be done. I don't know who's going to leave first, though. Is it Travis Kelsey or Andy Reid, or do they both go out at the exact same time? I can see a scenario with that happening. Andy Reid's obviously not taking any abuse on the football field, so Andy Reid has that in his back pocket. But Andy Reid has won multiple Super Bowls now. What else does he really have left to prove? He's 64 years old. Andy Reid could be good after winning another Super Bowl. He could call it quits and be fine. He'd be okay. He'd do just fine. But I think he also knows what he has on the football field. He has a quarterback that is already being regarded as a top three quarterback in NFL history. And I think the argument should be he is a top three quarterback in NFL history. He's no Tom Brady, but what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do, nothing short of sensational. And we'll talk about Patrick going forward as well with our Super Bowl leftovers. But in this regard, though, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Andy Reid's 64. You can, I can honestly see him coaching until he's 70, which is another six years away. Of course, I say that now, but things could definitely change. Does Andy Reid consider Eric Bieniemy as the next guy in waiting? Because here's the thing. If Eric Bieniemy is departing the Kansas City Chiefs, you know he left them with quite the, the parting gift and in a Super Bowl championship, and you have Andy Reid standing there. I think Andy Reid... Once Eric B. Enemy go go out and be the guy somewhere else. I think he really wants that for EB. But if Andy Reid were to walk away, would it be EB taking that spot? I would imagine EB would be gone before that actually happens. So the next question becomes, well, who's the next guy in waiting? Is it Matt Nagy? Is he the one that's just that's just kind of waiting in the wings? I don't know. But I do think we have a, a little bit of, of ways to go before Andy Reid officially says goodbye to the Kansas City Chiefs. And it helps when you have a generational quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid also has some young guys on defense. I know he doesn't work with them, but he's got a defense that's young. Rookies, they have already won a Super Bowl. And he's only going to get probably more youth because Kansas City has 11 draft picks coming up this year in Kansas City. They got a lot. I think he understands, man, this is a pretty good this is a pretty good situation. So Andy Reid, I think, has a few more years left in him. I can honestly see him coaching until he's 70. You have Pete Carroll, who's out there still coaching in the National Football League, and he's he's doing it with a team that is obviously not nearly as good as the Kansas City Chiefs. Pete Carroll is not exactly a, a spring chicken. He's 71 years old and still coaching. I can see Andy Reid coaching until he's 70, unless health things pop up and things change. You hope that that doesn't happen. But I do think Andy Reid could be around for for quite quite some time. Meanwhile, for Travis Kelsey, I just sit here and just wonder how much is left for, for Kelsey. The guy's already a Hall of Famer. We already know that. He's going to go down as the, the number one tight end in NFL history. The nice thing is teams, most teams do a really good job if when you see a guy getting older, you start to change your approach a little bit more. Travis Kelsey is a tight end. He's still taking hits, all that stuff. 
but he's also not out there on the field for every single snap. And at, at some point, you got to adjust to that. You do have to look at that and go, okay, we need to start putting him on almost like a snap count, which is why for Kansas City, did the Chiefs address the future of the tight end position this year with one of those 11 draft picks? Travis Kelsey's on the wrong side of 30. Nice thing is he continues to be consistent. At what point does he really drop off? Does he ever, let's say he stays around for another three years. Do you think he has a season where he's below 1,000 receiving yards? That's been the most impressive part about Travis Kelsey. It's been the consistency. Now, Now, Travis Kelsey does benefit a little bit because he has Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. You do have to throw that into the equation. Patrick Mahomes is throwing the football. So he does get a nice little benefit on on that because those two guys have such a a good synergy. But if Travis Kelsey sticks around for another three years, I I can't see him probably dipping below 1,000 unless he suffers an injury. Then things certainly change. So Travis Kelsey, I would like to think that at some point, I would say in the next three years, there's a good chance that maybe he could be could be good because 36, 37. I would love Travis Kelsey to be invincible and to never age, but at some point, you do get old and it catches up to you. So, looking at this a little bit of Super Bowl leftovers with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, how much longer do they really have? Travis Kelsey, just because he has more wear and tear, Travis Kelsey is the one that's that's going to be the one that's going to leave before. Andy Reid. But who knows? Maybe they both go out on top after another Super Bowl or something. That certainly would be ideal. Jack, what do you make of, of the future of the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey? Does Andy Reid coach until he's 70 if he's healthy? Does he coach until he's 70? And for Travis Kelsey, how many years do you give Travis Kelsey before he officially walks away? Well, we talked about this a little bit on the Shane Dennis show yesterday and kind of comparing the two and where they stand. I think you bring up a great point, and Shane brought up kind of the same thing with, you know, Travis Kelsey, he's the one that's getting beat up on the football field. So Andy Reid could theoretically coach until he's 70, coach four, five, six more years because it really comes down to how willing he is to put in all that time, the offseason work, and, and preparing for games and watching film. And, you know, he has kind of reached the pinnacle as a head coach. He's won two Super Bowls. He's built up this dynasty in Kansas City, if you want to call it a, a dynasty. So he could happily walk away from this game and say, I have accomplished enough. I have accomplished everything I've wanted to at this level, and I can hand over the keys to another coach that can take over a very good system, kind of in the way that Alex Smith handed over the keys to Patrick Mahomes, and he took off with it. As for Travis Kelsey, he's showing so no signs of regression. I think uh, in my lifetime, the two best tight ends I really saw on a, I guess, healthy standpoint and production standpoint, it was Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates. And those guys were able to produce into age 37, 38, 39 seasons, uh, not getting injured on the field, you know, staying the course in the offseason, staying in shape. And I think of those three guys, I think Travis Kelsey is probably the best in shape of those three. So unless there was some sign of regression in these last two years, then I could probably lean toward, yeah, he's got about two or three more years left in him. I think he had one of the best seasons of his career this past year. I mean, if he sat out a game or two or he was banged up with a back problem or one of those injuries that really can linger toward the tail end of your career, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, I think I would say 
he's kind of coming up to the end of his career. I could see Travis Kelsey in a real scenario playing seven more years of professional football. Now the question is, do I see Andy Reid coaching seven more years? I doubt it. I think Andy Reid probably at max coaches three more years, and I think it's an absolute max because you know this team, they're going to be very good. It's not like he's going to have to go through a rebuild or anything. I think he'll probably just get fatigued with the whole thing. I mean, he is an aging head coach. He's not as old as you know Bill Bel. I think, well, is Bill Belichick younger or older than him? I think Belichick's a little bit older. I know Pete Carroll's older than him, but he's a guy that's, that's up there in age. He's no Bill spring Belichick chicken. Bill Belichick is 70 years old. So he's younger than Bill he's Belichick. Gonna turn, he's going to turn 71 in April. So yeah, I could see Andy Reid coaching that long, but I just think Travis Kelsey has the better chance because whereas Andy Reid, I think you can kind of see him riding off into the sunset. Like People were contemplating Andy Reid retiring after this past Super Bowl. Nobody in their right mind said anything about Travis Kelsey retiring, which is why I think you know, Kelsey's got five or seven more years, and I think five or seven more years of damn good football. Not having a thousand yards every single season, but I think I could lock in the next two or three of being a thousand yard seasons. He's just that good. He hasn't really lost a step. I mean, if you go back and watch the film, and I wouldn't say I've gone back every single year, but I don't. I have not really seen a change in Travis Kelsey. If anything, I've seen him get better, more experienced, have a higher IQ, and he's not been injury prone at all. I think the injuries he's had in his career. One of them was a concussion, and I'm kind of blanking on the other ones. And if he did have something, he played through it. Think about the back spasms last week. Like, that was a one-time thing, and then he's fine for it. He was healthy in the Super Bowl. So I think it's going to be a long, long time before Travis Kelsey retires. Of course, anything's up in the air. Anything can happen in the NFL. He could have a bad injury next year. Knock on wood for that. But I think he's shown that he's healthy enough, productive enough, that he's going to outlast Andy Reid in the NFL. That's crazy to think. Uh... I just sit here and I I just don't know I, I I just wonder and again this is where you know you're right about what with what you say about Travis Kelsey I, I do think when you do watch him you're not watching every single snap but I do think he could the fact he continues to get that wide open every single time at, at this age knowing that Kansas City's offense there's no Tyreek Hill out there to draw a couple of guys toward him it's it's Travis Kelsey that is the guy. And yet he still finds ways to to get open. That has been the most impressive thing about about Kelsey. I think if you already you've already started to see him, Jack. I almost wonder if you can go and look at this. I wonder if anyone's done an article on this. How many snaps do you think Travis Kelsey has, has played this year? What percentage of the Chiefs snaps do you think it's do you think it's below or below or above ninety percent? I would say. I think sl- it's probably. It's probably slightly below. Wouldn't yeah, it? I'd, I'd say sli- I was going to go probably 85, yeah. 86. Right. So you start thinking about that. Does that continue? Because there's no way it's going to get more next year. The hope is, the hope is for Kansas City. Is I I'm not going to say that Noah Gray is Travis Kelsey because he's not. Tra- Noah Gray didn't get targeted at all in the Super Bowl, if I remember correctly. But that's just because Travis Kelsey is that all important. If Noah Gray, I thought he had a pretty decent season this year. Can he take that next big step forward next year to where when you do take Travis Kelsey's snaps, you go from 85% down to 80? Can Noah Gray be on the field for that time? Or Jody Fortson, for that matter. Let's, let's say he stays healthy. I'm looking at the rest of the tight ends. you got to see them develop in order to see the snaps go down because they're only going to go down for Travis Kelsey from here on out. If they go up, then the guy is just Iron Man. The guy is just a cyborg. If they only go up, then I don't know how. 
I don't I don't know how Travis Kelsey can go for another another seven years. It, it comes down to being smart and using them in the right ways. And I do think that Travis Kelsey does take care of himself really, really well. You just hope that there's no major injury. That's just the main thing. If there's a major injury, then you very well could have a, a tough time looking at him and going, well, maybe does he go somewhere else for two years and then call it quits and then, and then does a one-day contract with the Kansas City Chiefs so he can retire as a Chief? That very well could happen to Travis Kelsey. But I don't know. We'll see. Things can certainly change. Travis Kelsey, we love to see him around for another 20 years. We love to see him go for the remainder of Patrick Mahomes' career. Unfortunately, that's just not not how it goes. If Travis Kelsey does make it further than Andy Reid, that would be quite the accomplishment because I I would think it would be flip-flop. I'm thinking Travis Kelsey would be done before Andy Reid, but who knows? Anything can happen, but you do have to start thinking about it. If you're a Chiefs fan, you got to start thinking about who's going to be the next head coach and who's going to be the next tight end for the Chiefs. Who can step up and elevate his game to try not to identically replace Travis Kelsey, but to get a little bit closer and be a little bit more effective going forward for the Chiefs. So there are some Super Bowl leftovers. We'll have some more. Jack brought up the Dynasty thing. We'll probably talk about the Dynasty thing tomorrow here on the show. We'll continue to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll recap Super Bowl 57 with our guy, Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. That's just around the corner here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Never be a victim and become an asset to the Wichita community with training from the Rainier Arms Firearms Academy. They offer a great selection of firearms to fit all your needs, competitive pricing on ammo, and an on-site experienced gunsmith. Come by the -the state-of-the-art indoor shooting facility and sign up to join our Rainier family for discounted products and so much more. Come by the Rainier Arms Firearms Academy and mention ESPN Wichita to receive a free range pass. The 2023 Envision Golf 4 Vision Tournament will be held on Thursday, May 11th at Teradyne Country Club. Come join us and our friends and partners as we help raise money for Envision's programs and services that promote independence and create opportunity for people of all ages who are blind or visually impaired. To sign up or sponsor the event, contact us at 316-440-1532 or visit golfforvision.com. We hope to see you May 11th for a day of golfing for Envision. Hey, I'm Jackie, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the chicken. It is golden brown, so juicy, so delicious. It's the perfect savory start to my day. Hey, I'm Matt, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the freshly baked, flaky, buttery biscuit. When I take a bite, it's kind of like, you know, crispy, soft, crispy. Crispy outside, soft interior, crispy chicken. There's really nothing like it. Start your day with the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit, available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. According to a new national survey, most people prefer to stay in their homes as they age. In order to do so, and as their health care needs change, many will need at-home health care options to keep them healthy and keep them at home. Yet most adults age 50 and older have not considered the type of care they may need that would enable them to age at home. 
Now is the time to research the care you want while you're in good health. First, research the home care options available in your community. There may be government programs that can help, including PACE and LIFE state-based Medicare programs. Talk to your family about your wishes and where you'd like to receive care. Keep talking with your doctor about your health and consider the finances of long-term care and the assistance programs available. Keeping seniors at home is a win-win for patients, doctors, and healthcare facilities. Receiving care at home has proven to result in a better quality of life and better health outcomes. This survey and message are sponsored by Cross Country Workforce Solutions Group, the nation's leading provider of in-home clinical and non-clinical care for aging seniors. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Tonight, Kansas State faces Oklahoma. Hear the tip-off tonight at 8, right here on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Rocking and rolling here in hour number one of the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I'm Pat Strothman. A jam-packed hour number two just around the corner with Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle and Landon Lucas, former KU big man. But right now we go to the phones and we visit with a guy who had to wake up bright and early like I did last Monday. And hop on a plane to go from Kansas City to Phoenix. We're on the same flight, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. He is here on the show. Matt, that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about visiting with you before hopping on a plane and then trying to fall asleep on the plane going to Phoenix. That was fun. Yeah, we had, we had, a, we had a lot of fun last week. We ran into each other quite a bit. and uh, I think I only stood you up once. So, see, I mean that's that's a that's a successful trip. That's a successful business trip in my mind. Yeah, it was terrific. It was a lot of fun. Matt Matt Derrick had to follow Rob Riggle though on our sister station, Sports Radio Eight Ten WHB. I don't know how you did it, but uh, uh, well, he, he I did tried. I mean, that's how I did it bad, badly. Um, and right now, you have me you have me live from Love Field in Dallas, Texas where I can say that if they ever put a Dickie's barbecue pit in the new airport that we're building in Kansas City, I will burn that place down. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's terrific. We won't ask you. And, we'll just stop and, it. We'll just and, stop and it right there. Hopefully I did not just insult a sponsor, and if I did, well, I eat at Dickie's bar- yeah, barbecue uh, pit all the time. I will give you the number of one Matt Derrick so you can uh, complain to him. I got to say real quick, Juju Smith-Schuster just sent out a tweet. Have you seen wow. it yet? That was the first thing seen it? I saw. That was the first thing literally I saw when I got off the plane and opened Twitter um, was the Juju Smith-Schuster's uh, Sh- uh, savage tweet. That <laughs> is priceless. So James Bradbury, the guy who committed the hold at the very end there for the Philadelphia Eagles, Juju Smith-Schuster just tweeted out a, uh, a personalized Valentine's Day meme i'll hold you when it matters most with a picture of james bradbury that is savage by one juju smith schuster all right let's get to the game itself matt kansas city chiefs they fall behind by 10 i'm not gonna lie the first half i'm thinking well this is perfect for philadelphia there's a good chance that 
don't want to say the Eagles are going to blow out the Kansas City Chiefs, but if it wasn't for a Jalen Hurts fumble and a perfect bounce to Nick Bolton, I mean, who the heck knows what happens at halftime? It could be 24-7 in favor of Philadelphia at halftime. Instead, 10-point ball game. Chiefs open up the second half with a touchdown drive. Felt pretty big. Made some adjustments defensively. And at the end of the day, melted the clock away before a chip shot of a field goal by Harrison Bucker to give them the 38-35 win in the Super Bowl. Your overall takeaway from Super Bowl 57. Well, let me ask you, what was your doubt level at halftime down 10? Well, that's a great, great question because going into this game, so, you know, last week at Super Bowl 57 Radio Row, you heard it. Everyone was saying it's Philadelphia being the better team but Patrick Mahomes. That was the feeling. So going into this game, I picked Philly. I really did. I thought Philly was going to win. I didn't think Philly was going to dominate. I thought it was going to be a three-point win for Philly, 23-20. That was my pick. And while watching the game unfold in the first half, I'm thinking this is exactly why I picked Philly. <laughs> Philly, with their with their offense, I'm thinking this this offense, quarterback run game with Jalen Hurts, just completely killing Kansas City. But the one thing that Philly did that really threw me off was I think they set up the success via the pass before they actually did anything with a run. And I felt like that was huge for Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. So at halftime, I'm thinking – all right, well, Kansas City's fortunate to be within 10. That was my thought. So I, the doubt level was probably pretty high. But then after the touchdowns opened up the second half, I'm thinking, all right, here we go. Now you got to get one stop. Get one stop and see what happens. And they were able to string together a couple different stops. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I, 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 there was really at no point that I had very many doubts that all this team was going to win it. And, frankly, even down 10 at halftime, I'm like, this is exactly where this team has been before. I mean, the Eagles haven't, this group, this particular group, that haven't gone into a Super Bowl halftime with a 10-point lead. They are probably thinking they just got this wrapped up because what is the number? What teams trailing by 10 at halftime were 1-26? Yeah. Um, I, I think the Eagles were a pretty confident group. And what were the Chiefs going into halftime? Chiefs were a pretty angry, fired-up group. That's the way they came out in the second half. And, you know, and certainly on the last play that Mahomes had in the second half, I, you know, I get why a lot of Chiefs fans were worried, but being there in the stadium and watching Mahomes and how he was handling himself, how he was interacting with the coaches and the medical staff, there was no doubt to me that he was coming back out in the second half and there was, there was not really any concerns there. Um, so, I mean, I never, no point did I think that the Chiefs were in danger of losing Mahomes at all. And I had the complete belief that with that locker room and with that coaching staff that they were going to go in the second half. And, and just start tearing place up again like, like they did eventually against the 49ers. You know that it's like Kansas basketball. With the Chiefs, you always know the run is coming. And once the run came, um, the Eagles didn't have much of an answer. And, and I think you make a, a, a astute point about the Eagles establishing the pass because I don't. I, I, that was certainly their game plan, but I think it also played into what the Chiefs wanted to do because the Chiefs were bound to determine not to let the Eagles run the football. They were willing to put this game in the hands of the quarterbacks. They were willing to let Jalen Hurts beat them because Andy Reid, I think, believes, as I believe, that if this game came down to Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are going to win, and they did. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, you got to give him credit. Jalen Hurts threw some incredible balls. He was balls. a baller effort. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was super good, like ridiculously good. And, I, and that's why the entire time I'm thinking, if he's throwing these passes and, co- and completing them, <laughs> 
Whoo, man, uh, this could be a long day for Kansas City's secondary, but credit to the Chiefs. Although they did get officially credited with a sack, they never really touched Jalen Hurts, but yet they were able to string together a couple stops. At what point did you think Kansas City would have a chance to win it, Matt? At what point did you think, all right, they're, they're going to win this thing? Was it after the Kadarius Tony punt? Did you think that that was the thing, the punt return by Kadarius Tony? Was that the moment where you thought, Kansas City's going to win this game? And correct me if I'm wrong, because this is where I always, uh, and I since I don't have the black score in front of me, and, and my, that my time starts, time starts getting confused <laughs> in my head in my old advanced age. When did, they, when did they take their first lead? Did they take the lead before the, the, the Tony punt? I can't remember that for sure. So they they would have and Jack correct me if I'm wrong they would have they would have scored shortly after that obviously and because I, I think they could have settled for a field goal and I think they if they would have settled for a field goal I think it would have been man I got to remember now Jack help me help me out here you're you're here as well I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're all adult minded on what the score was at a particular moment in time. Yeah, exactly. I think Jack is is currently scouring and trying to see, you know, what's going what? on because it was because it was, uh, yeah. So the punt return would have happened, and it would have gave them it was twenty. It would have gave them a thirty five twenty seven lead. That was that go. was the the one that would have made an eight point ball game. Yeah, once I mean once the, once the Chiefs took the lead, I didn't think they were going to lose it. I thought there was a chance they they might lose the lead, but I did not think that they were losing the game once they once they got back on top at one at any point. That was that was the point that I thought, okay, they're going to end up closing this out because I didn't at that point see um, the Eagles doing anything to stop Patrick Mahomes or the offense. They were just moving too well, and that was, I mean, that game plan, that sheet that that Andy Reid holds during a game belongs in the Hall of Fame. That game plan was an absolute work of art. I mean, it wasn't always perfectly executed, and uh, and they had one rough drive in the first half. But you talk about, I mean, that, that game plan should just be studied by coaches for generations because you just look at the way that he set things up in the first half, what they held back in reserve until they needed it at the right time. I mean, Kadarius Tony plays one snap in the first half. And at this point, you know, like we were talking about, the Eagles go into halftime thinking they've, they've got it wrapped up. They've seen the Chiefs' best. You know, they, they can handle this. They haven't even seen the tip of the spear yet. I mean, what what the Chiefs had and the way that they built that game plan and just and, and played it out and executed, they were not going to be denied. I mean, that was a work of art. The only thing that could stop them was just that uh, the Eagles' offense executed extremely well uh, also. Um, I think the Chiefs' youth on secondary showed itself at times, but the way that the both of those teams played, particularly the offenses, that's why that was such a great game because nobody really made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and in that second half, as we're chatting with Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, that second half, hopefully I got this right in my head. I wrote it down yesterday. Out of the 230 possible yards Kansas City could have gained on Sunday in the second half, they were able to gain 221 of the 230. Like, is that not just insane? Like, that's just – that's yeah. that's 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 basically pitching a perfect game. It's what it is. They had one incomplete pass in that second half. That's what happened. One incomplete pass, and then the, to go along with the the plan of attack as you brought up, you have Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony scoring on touchdowns, 
and they were the exact same thing. They started in motion, they stopped, went the other way, touchdown, both times. And it's all because Eric Bieniemy saw it in the Jets game, right, to where he said, hey, if we do this, the guy's going to be wide open. And as much crap as you know, some fans want to you know, put on Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid about the offense sometimes, uh, turns out they, they know what they're doing. <laughs> it definitely showcased itself on, on Sunday. And, you know, and, the, and something else i got to bring up, too, we can sit here and talk about the offense. We talk about Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do and, and Travis Kelsey and so on and so forth. How about the play of the offensive line? No sacks given up against that vaunted Philadelphia Eagles pass rush. Yeah, the, the, that offensive line, they heard all the talk. They heard everybody talking about how this is the, the best pass rush in the league. This is the best defense in the league. They're going to carve up this Chiefs offense. They absolutely heard all of that, and they channeled it into that game. Um, I mean, the, I thought the offensive line, especially the last month or so, had been playing much better. You started to see some things coming along. I, I got to think that, hey, you know, the bye week going into the playoffs probably helped as well because they were having some nagging injuries. You allowed like guys like Joe Tooney some time to to get full. Uh, Andrew Wiley been dealing with some injuries too. You get those guys healthy, and you, you get them you know playing together and playing confident. And you see what happens. Uh, that was the, and, and once again, I mean, it was it was a very well executed blocking strategy. You know, Andy Heck deserves a lot of credit for that for coming up with what they were going to do. Obviously, the entire offensive coaching staff I think deserves a lot of credit for the entirety of the game plan. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's up to the players. And that offensive line, that was the best that I, I've seen them play, I think, in the last two years as a unit with that group together. Um, there's a couple of the guys like, you know, Wiley, that you might say that's just the best game of his career so far. Um, that, was, that was extremely well done. I mean, especially with the guys that he was up against. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can really say anything, especially about that second half. And You know, hey, the entire sacks, there's no, no, no sacks in the entire game. No penalties. That was just an incredibly clean effort uh, from that offensive line. Yeah, without question. And when you have Isaiah Pacheco running for 70-plus yards, the Chiefs averaged six yards a carry against that Philadelphia defense, which that to me felt like the biggest thing. And really on the defensive side, Matt, what did Kansas City do? to really change things up against Philadelphia. I, I know it wasn't a, a shutout in the second half, but they gave up just one touchdown. And the reason why they gave up the touchdown, I think it, they got a uh, – Philadelphia got a little bit of a break. LeJarrius Steed just couldn't find the ball, and Devontae Smith gets a wide-open catch and stumbles out of bounds. I thought that was just, all right, well, blown coverage. It happened just the way it goes. But for the most part, that Chiefs defense in the second half only gave up a total of 11 points, eight of them coming on an actual scoring drive via a, a touchdown. So what did Kansas City do dif- differently in the second half defensively? You know, I, it's a good question because I didn't think that they made a lot of changes. I mean, I think if anything, it was just like they tightened a few things up that they got maybe a little loose with in the first half. Um, there's no doubt, To me, there's no doubt. I mean, the game plan was a, a standard Steve Spagnuolo game plan against the mobile quarterback which is you hem them in the, in, the, in the pocket, you make them beat you from the pocket. And you didn't see Hurts, you know, moving a lot outside. I mean, particularly laterally from right to left. Where he beat the Chiefs in the first half was, you know, really up the middle. There were some of the design quarterback runs, the, the read option plays, even some scrambles up the middle when the, the spy kind of bailed out a little bit or bit on the run fake. 
those were really the mistakes that they made in the first half. And you, I think you saw them just tighten that up in the second half. It was once again went back to, hey, we are going to force Jalen Hurts to beat us. And once they stopped the, the quarterback run a little bit and slowed it down, that was kind of the turning point. I mean, you, we saw it. I mean, you, you get if the Eagles get into third and one, fourth and one situation, they're going to seem to convert it with their quarterback sneak every single time. But the key is, you know, get them into you know, third and five, third and eight. Get them in those situations where now it is all entirely on Hurts. And, and they wanted to stop the, the run game. There was no doubt about that. That was a top priority. And to your point, like we were talking about earlier, the Eagles not paying you know, much uh, effort to it helped out a lot. But I think they just tightened things up. I mean, you know, you saw Hurts not have as many places to go in the second half. He certainly, I didn't think, ever had any out, you know, room to get outside. The edges set that edge incredibly hard. Um, that I think that was a big that was a big deal. And, and I also, I mean, hey, I don't think Jalen Hurts was healthy in any stretch. Patrick Mahomes wasn't healthy either. But it, that was about, I think, as best as Jalen Hurts can play. That's, that's a compliment because that was a hell of a game. Last one, is Brett Veach secretly a wizard? I have to ask that because, seriously, this guy in the last Super Bowl, he saw Patrick Mahomes run for his life. And he says, all right, well, our offensive line has to get better. What does he do? He drafts Creed Humphrey. He drafts Trey Smith. He goes out and pays Joe Tooney. He trades for Orlando Brown Jr., who, you know, I think we can sit here and talk about Orlando Brown Jr. and how good and bad he's been this season. But, hey, no sacks given up. He's the one who said put zero sacks on a blanking T-shirt, which, hey, I hope he does. I would if I was the starting left tackle for the Chiefs in that moment. Put it on a T-shirt. I'd be putting it on mugs and you name it. And then they have Andrew Wiley at right tackle. And Brett Feach decides to trade away Tyree Kill. He gets draft picks. He turns those draft picks into a phenomenal draft class with Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, Joshua Williams, even Leo Chanel was able to play in the game. Brian Cook, Jalen Watson, he goes out and gets Juju Smith-Schuster. He trades for Kadarius Toney. Is Brett Veach secretly a wizard? I don't know how he's able to do this, but the fact that his quarterback is getting a contract that is worth half a billion dollars. I don't know how he's doing it. Eagles, it makes sense because they're still paying Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract. When that changes, it could be more difficult for the Eagles. But for Kansas City, I don't know how Brett Veach is doing it, but he's got some sort of crystal ball. If he's not a wizard, he's at least Midas, because everything he's touching is turning gold right now. But, but I'm teeing nice. <laughs> but, you know, one thing I, I mean, I think he has learned has been that, you know, as a GM, you can't reach. That's the one thing you can never afford to do. And I think in the first couple of drafts uh, through 2020, I think there were some reaches at times, and, and those were either because of situations you know, he, his first draft doesn't have a first-round pick because of the Mahomes trade, and he has to get an edge rusher. That's how you end up with Breland Speaks. Uh, you know, you, you have holes on your roster going into the draft, and suddenly you're drafting positions that you don't, you shouldn't be drafting because you're drafting guys that don't have value. Um, first step, first step is just making sure through you know free agency that you don't have any holes, that you don't go into a draft where if you don't come out with a tackle, you're hosed. Um, that's why, you know, like the Orlando Brown deal was huge. If the Chiefs had gone into that particular draft needing to draft a tackle to protect Mahomes and they don't have Orlando Brown, 
um, you're not getting Creed Humphrey. You're not getting Nick Bolton. You're you're probably have you've spent your first round pick on on a tackle. You don't have the currency that you picked up. You know, and getting back you know a, tr- a pick for Orlando even for that first round. You know that doesn't happen. And if you have so many needs this year, you're not drafting five cornerbacks. I mean, you're you're going to be drafting you know another you know offensive lineman. You're going to be drafting another edge rusher. You're drafting for those positions of need. They don't do that. I mean, and that's when you make the best picks is when you simply stick to your board, pick the best player, and you don't have to worry about the 53. And so, to me, shoring up the team makes drafting a whole lot easier. All right, Matt. Well, I need an off-season edition of this conversation next week. So hopefully you can join us next Tuesday because I have way more questions that I really want to ask, but we're pretty much out of time. So got to say thank you so much for joining us here today. I know you're traveling, so thank you so much for squeezing us into your busy schedule, and hopefully we can talk to you again very soon. Absolutely, Pat. You know we always will. Take care, my friend. Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle coming up at 3.02. Brought to you by You Build It. A special treat for you, Landon Lucas, former KU big man. He'll be on after that in the second hour. But up next, breaking NFL news, and it involves an AFC West team. We'll get into it next as we wrap up our number one of the Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hi, this is Blake Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Brian Davis, another great special on Natural Light 30 packs, only $23.99. And don't forget, most wanted vodka 1.75 liters, just $17.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Excludes 31st Meridian. When it comes to pellet grilling, the true heroes of the hopper savor the process as much as they savor the result. Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add bold, smoky wood flavor to any meal. No preservatives or artificial flavors. Kingsford hardwood pellets keep the temperature consistent for an even heat, so you can cook as low and slow as you want. Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Kingsford.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less but people are happier with it? That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. 
Let's say you hit it a little hard over the weekend or maybe recovering from the flu. That's when it's time to visit Enhanced Wellness in Derby to get you feeling good again. Enhanced Wellness is locally owned and offers IV vitamin infusions to get you back on track. This will rehydrate the body while improving sleep, energy, and immunity. And while you're there, take advantage of a free consultation on weight loss or the testosterone optimization program. So schedule an appointment today by visiting enhancedwellnessderby.com. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I, I told y'all before the season, we got, we got Coach Andy Reid, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reid, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I, mean, I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Man, we're having a blast here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Coming up in the second hour, Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle, brought to you by You Build It. We have Landon Lucas, former KU big man. I loved my conversation with him last week in Phoenix, so we'll be playing that here before too long. I got to say, I'm feeling way more energetic today. And the reason why that is, so our friends at CBD American Shaman, they hooked us up with some CB night. I have a tough time staying asleep. And after what happened last week in Phoenix, I was tired, really tired. But I have a tough time staying asleep. I'm a very light sleeper. So CBD American Shaman, they go, hey, you're having a tough time sleeping Here's what I can do for you. Here's a little CB night. And I got to say, I slept like a baby last night. So, chat out CBD American Shaman. Terrific people over there. Appreciate you hooking us up with CB nights. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. All right. Derek Carr. He is no longer a Las Vegas Raider. That is the breaking news coming out of the NFL The Las Vegas Raiders, they released Derek Carr after the veteran quarterback declined to waive his no-trade clause and just before more than $40 million of his contract would have become guaranteed. As such, Carr, who said in 2021 he would probably retire rather than play for a team other than the Raiders, he hits the open market a month before the start of the NFL's new league year on March 15th and the Raiders who have only one quarterback under contract in Chase Garbers are searching for a full-time starter at QB for the first time since Carr won the job as a rookie in 2014 only one team was interested in a trade for Carr and that team wanted him to take a pay cut do you know that team Jack Johnson wasn't that the guess Carr, who turns 32 on March 28th, he visited with the New Orleans Saints last week. (laughs) Jack has been saying Derek Carr to the Saints for a little while now. I don't know what the updated uh, odds are 
on where Carr's going to go. But, Jack, I hope you took it back when we first had this conversation at plus 1,000. It might be it might be less valuable now. <laughs> I still think what's going to happen is the New York Jets, they're going to ask for Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers are going to ask for a boatload. The Jets are going to go, thanks but no thanks, and they will settle in on Derek Carr. Does Aaron Rodgers stay in Green Bay? I don't know. I look at the Raiders. Very well could be a realistic possibility, just saying. But Derek Carr, he is no longer a part of the AFC West as of right now. He has been released by the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr searching for a new team. I did see a stat come across. Poor Derek Carr. Let me find it here for you, Jack. You might appreciate this. I like Derek Carr. I think the way that he handled stuff this past year, last year, he's a pro. He's a pro's pro. Just saw this from CBS Sports. You'll like this, Jack. Most losses by a starting quarterback in first nine NFL seasons since 1950. Archie Manning, number one at 83, number two in NFL history, Derek Carr with 79 losses. Now, you can't just put that all on Derek Carr. You can certainly put it on the Raiders as a whole, but you're the quarterback. You're going to get a lot of that attention. So Derek Carr, he is no longer a Raider. So a little bit of breaking news there from the NFL Still think the Jets, maybe even the Patriots. Who knows? We'll see. Also, real quick, saw this. Colts officially hired the Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I think I said it right. And the Arizona Cardinals, didn't they hire their guy? They did, yep. Is, yep. Is the, the, Jonathan the Gannon. Cards, yeah, with Gannon, right? The defensive coordinator? Good. So Eagles are looking for a new OC and a new DC. So some breaking news there coming out of the National Football League. Coming up in hour number two, we're not going to touch the NFL. Instead, we will talk all things college basketball with a Wichita State perspective as well as a Kansas perspective with back-to-back guests, Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle and Landon Lucas. That's coming your way in moments here on The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.